welcome back to another episode of Murder with Friends. My name's Kaylee and this is the podcast where I tell my friends my favorite true crime stories. If you're liking what you hear, please like and subscribe, post a review on Apple, it really helps us out guys. Today I'm going to have my friend Vicky back on and we are going to be discussing the Skylar Nees case. So let's get to it. Warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. Yes, I'm talking to you, little girl covered up with her unicorns and her Care Bears. This will give you nightmares. There will be talks of murder, rape, and a lot of foul language on my part. So go to bed. he got in a motorcycle accident we learned today that his wife lost his foot lost her foot Mm -hmm. and um, you know they're gonna try to save the rest of it but they just couldn't save her foot that was like such a tragic because I it's read it, crazy. I remember waking up Sunday morning and seeing the article on Facebook yeah. about it, and I was like, wow, that's crazy, but then I, like, realized that, like, a lot of my friends are mutual friends. Yeah, they know just about everybody. Right. Like, like, everybody I, I them, loves them. But I know that I've got, like, a lot of mutual friends with them. Like, yeah. Really, like, sweet people. And, yeah, they are. They're really good people. You know, Anthony, I've known Anthony, oh, God, since I was, like, 13 mm-hmm. and he's annoying sometimes <laughs> but he's a good person right. and like his wife is so beautiful mm-hmm. I've seen pictures and of she's such a good person right. she's just like a flower child and love everybody the worst and, thing happens yeah the best people. it does and it's crazy like just makes you want to be bad. It's heartbreaking, but it's, it's really good to see like a lot of people coming together and, and you know, raising money and mm-hmm. like, donating stuff for their kids. And, you know, it's like yeah, it's his, a long road ahead of them. Yeah, you know, they said that he didn't have to lose his leg, which is great. Yeah. But, like, Joe has a friend that basically had the same thing. Like, he broke his leg and shattered his pelvis. So, I mean, that recovery... It's going to be a while. Yeah, like, he had surgery today to put rods in his leg Mm -hmm. and in his pelvis. And, I mean, it's not just, like, his hip. Right. Like, like it's... Lower half. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, but he's... You know, in good spirits and stuff, and they're gonna try everything they can to save his leg. So that's good, and um, yeah, it, 
it's just, it's been crazy at the shop. That. Everybody comes and, you know, wants to donate money. I had a mm-hmm. guy today that's one of our, um, a homeowner that we work for. Okay. He owns a lot of properties and he came and he was like, look, I would like to donate. Who do I make the checkout to? Right. And we were like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know right. but, and like we, he has just left it blank and my mom's going to figure it out. Now are they like, they're conscious, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're conscious. Okay. They're, they're stable. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and they have three kids, so that just makes it even more heartbreaking. Exactly. And I ha- I've had people, I might post a list on my Facebook, I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but um, my mom has like an Amazon yeah, list for the kids. The kids. Uh, we had somebody do like a Nerf gun and it's sent just... like a card game and... Like, you know, it's just, it's... It's like a whole... It's like a... It's tragic to begin with, but then to see that it was like a hit and run... Dude, like... Why? Like, they were clearly illegal. You know, they... I'm trying to (laughs) uh, say this the best I can without being offensive, but they were... They had a reason to run. They were of illegal... Or of... uh, Latino <laughs> descent. They were an illegal immigrant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a lot of them here. Right. You know, I've we've hired a lot of right. them. But it's, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think that you're responsible for a whole family's life. And you can't even fess up to it. Right. You couldn't even help. I the know, girl I, I burning right. in front of your truck. I saw that. That's, that's heartbreaking. A lady came by today and she's like, I'm the one that drug her out. And she was just screaming in pain. And she was just screaming for anybody to help. But nobody wanted to help because the bike was on fire. And they're, you know, scared of the... Gas tank exploding. And she's like, I just, I couldn't think of that. She said all I could think of was just to, you know, unpin her and get her out. And that's what she did. She saved her life. life. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. It's wild. You know, I just, I hope that, you know, they're able, you know, it's a long way to heal, but that they're eventually get back to being able to enjoy life and... Yeah, it's so now with with Anthony gone, I've been at the shop all day, mm-hmm. every day, and since I have to close at six, I can't be at daycare before six. Mm-hmm. So I go and pick Marvel up, and he hangs with me the last two hours of the day, and working with a five year old is not very. Uh, I mean, it's fun. I got him some water guns the other oh, day, cute. and we had a big old water gun fight at the shop. Got him some. That. Oh yeah, man. He went up to Mister Ron. He shot him, and he goes. Mister Ron turns around. And he goes, "What? 
well, now I got to call the cops. And he goes, he goes, why? He goes, because you shot me, Bo. <laughs> Oh, Marvel. It was great. So oh, my gosh. So, I've just had an exhausting week. And it's just going to get more exhausting. But Joe was there today. So, um, you know, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it when Joe's there. Stuff runs a lot smoother with him there. Oh, and plus, I get to sell way more appliances with Anthony gone. So, I get way more commission. <laughs> Well, there's a plus side. There's a plus side. Um, so today's case, which I am excited to tell you, because it's so excited about this murder. (laughs) So, question: Have you ever hated one of your friends enough to conspire against them? No. I mean, I, I, if I dislike you, I'm not going to be your friend. Let's get into it. Dude. Oh, gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> Skylar Niece, she was 16 years old when she was murdered on July 6th, 2012. She was murdered by her two best friends, Rachel Schof. And Sheila Ray Eddy in Star City, West Virginia. They stabbed her over 50 times. For what? What reason? Well, the reason she gave to police officers was that we just didn't like her anymore. Yeah, it just got annoying. Yeah. I could never met like no. I would not hang out with you. Like it's just not even worth jail time. I don't like you. Bye. Oh I'm not gonna God. Stab you. I wouldn't even like fight somebody I didn't like. Like that's just stupid to me. Like why would I fight you? Yeah. Alright. So Skylar Niece was born February 10th, 1996, in Morgantown, West Virginia. She was an only child to David and Mary Niece. She was said to be intelligent, very compassionate, stubborn, and bubbly. There was an interview with her dad, and her and her dad had, like, debates. Mm -hmm about stuff like he was very old school you know didn't really like the gay thing and the you know the you know just the age different Mm -hmm. stuff and she would it's like the the typical well back in my day yeah exactly well she would always stand up and be like dad no like this is how he chooses to live your life it doesn't affect you Uh why don't you like that like and you know just they did that all the time with a lot of different subjects her family struggled they you know pretty much lived paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. but they gave everything they had to their daughter Skylar 
In second grade, she met Sheila Eddy at a community center. They were instant best friends. Sheila lived 20 miles away in Blacksville, West Virginia. She was also an only child to Tara and Greg Eddy. Her parents divorced in 2000. In 2010, her mom remarried and they moved to Morgantown, close to Skylar, and that's when they started their freshman year together, finally. Yes, before everything happened. They were always at each other's house. They always, you know, one was at the other's house. and It was just, it was always like that. They went to high school together at University High. Sheila was very mean and controlling. Some people said that her new stepfather's money, she was able to live a different life. Mm -hmm. Than she would have just a few years earlier than that. Um, it was also stated that she used her sexuality to be popular in her new environment. Slut! <laughs> <laughs> they met Rachel Schof in a class that they all had together. Uh, Rachel was also an only child. She grew up in a single parent household in Morgantown. She was an inspiring actress and a beautiful singer. She had a lot going for her. She was very religious and very popular. So the one thing they all had in common was only child. Yeah, they were all very loved by their parent, their parents, and um, you know, as an only child. Which I would never know how that felt. I was the only girl, so I guess. I was the youngest growing up, and it was always. I mean, oh, I was God. always like left out. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I don't completely understand being an only child, but I understand like being alone. Yeah. I'm so sad. Oh, don't cry. It's okay. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Once they met, they became the three musketeers. They did everything together. They were always at. Each other's houses, breaking curfews, sneaking out, getting high, getting drunk. Typical teenage stuff. Yeah. Both Rachel and Skylar's parents and all of their friends thought that Sheila was a very, was a very bad influence. Hmm. So, because she was a, you know, especially Rachel. Rachel was very religious mm -hmm. and stuff and Sheila was just bad to the bone she encouraged the sneaking out she encouraged the drinking, drinking and the drugs yeah. and the okay. you know she she was she was the typical bad influence um but skylar kind of looked up to sheila for that it was like an older sister right you know you just so she was the bad one the bad right. influence Rachel is the goody-goody. Right. And Skylar is just kind of... Like, in the middle. I mean, Rachel's more of a follower. Mm -hmm. But in the very popular sense. Mm -hmm. Like, Rachel was very popular, but she hung out with Sheila because she wasn't very religious. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave her leeway to do things that she wanted to do. Yeah. 
without being judged by her other friends. Sheila was very evil, but Rachel coming into the picture shifted the dynamics and the loyalties of the friendship. Mm -hmm. So it became more Rachel and Sheila being friends and Skylar was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't write this, but have you heard the saying that three girls can't be friends? No, but I can see it like they can't be like best friends. Yeah, like they get jealous. Hold on now. One always feels left out. There's you, me. We're plotting to murder Caitlin. Don't say that. They no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We would kill Vicky. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, so um, August 16th, 2011, the three girls had a sleepover at Rachel's house. Once Rachel's mom went to bed, the girls got drunk on vodka, of course, because when you're 16, it's vodka. You could take shots of vodka and stuff, and, you know, exactly. So, all three girls were kissing and taking pictures. Uh, Rachel and Sheila got undressed and started having oral sex and scissoring each other. What? Yes. Wait a minute. You're talking about Miss Christian believing God goody two shoes. What? Yes. Lies. No way. Yep. Gross. So, <laughs> after all that was over with, they all three slept in the same bed. Sheila ordered Skylar to move over so she could cuddle with Rachel. Skylar got pissed and a fight started. Rachel's mom came in and broke it up and took Rachel to go sleep in the bed with her. Skylar and Sheila continued to fight and Rachel's mom had to come break it up once again. Oh my God. This story was actually told by a friend of Skylar's that she told. Skylar also wrote about it in her diary. Sounds like a love triangle rather than a friendship. Yeah, it's like, ugh. It's heartbreaking because, like, you know, when you don't want that kind of relationship mm -hmm. and your two best friends are in that kind of relationship, and you just want to be included. In you feel left out. Yeah. I mean, even though you don't want that. Right. You know, like, you don't want that, but you just want... You feel left out because they've got, like, this bond. Exactly, that you could never do, yeah. So, after that, Skylar started feeling excluded. Rachel and Sheila started to dress alike and make plans without Skylar. They would also make secret three-way phone calls... Do you remember this? Yes, three ways. So. You gotta mute yourself. Yeah. So what you would do is you would call your friend and then you would call a girl and 
one of you would mute yourself without the other girl knowing that she's on the line and have her talk shit. Right, so you can hear it. Yeah. Like, she's talking shit about you. Don't believe me. Listen. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't really like that, though. Okay, look. So, an instance of this was from one of Skylar's friends, Daniel. And Daniel comes back later as a fucking boss. But, um, Daniel said that one time him and Rachel were waiting in the cafeteria alone for a play practice to start. And Sheila called. Rachel muted herself and put it on speaker while Sheila and Skylar screamed at each other. First, she was crying about her friends fighting and then started busting out laughing. Daniel also stated that Sheila and Rachel were very touchy-feely, especially when they were high. And the girls loved Twitter. These bitches were Twitter fanatics in, in 2012, yeah, that which was, I don't even... That I, was around, yeah, 2011 was when I think Twitter really, like, everyone's like, oh, Twitter, let's get one. And then, like, the next few years, Twitter was really big. I don't understand Twitter. It's just like a Facebook, but you just keep it that, like, you just be, and they'll be, like, somebody can like it or retweet it and agree with you or... It's kind of just like your own little diaries. Everybody uses it. That's stupid. I know. It's, just, <laughs> it's funny, though. It's a lot of fun. Hashtag millennial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Skylar tweeted on September 6th, 2011. It said, I'd tell the whole school all the shit I have on everyone, which is a lot. Hashtag if I could get away with it. Do we, <sighs> we had MySpace and Facebook and Exenga? No, but Exenga was the shiz. A tipping point came in early June 2012. Skylar and Sheila spent an entire one-week trip to Myrtle Beach fighting. When they got home, Sheila told Rachel, Skylar must die. What the fuck? This bitch gotta go. It was, it was said that Sheila was trying to control Skylar like she was Rachel meaning that she was trying to make a move on Skylar and was like come on it's fun like just take your clothes off right. and Skylar's like uh no so but that's just hearsay I don't know that yeah so this part you're really gonna be mad about they started planning to kill their friend and they were not quiet about it. They asked, they asked their biology teacher what kind of acid you would have to use to get rid of a body. Then Sheila turned around and told a boy that they needed to know what to do with Skylar. 
Wait, they're like all these red flags, and did anybody say anything? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. So. Rachel turned around and told her to stay quiet and to not mention names. Yeah. Another student named Nick overheard this and actually told Skylar, but Skylar didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. And she asked Sheila and Rachel about it, and they said, Nick smokes a lot of pot. I wouldn't believe him. They decided on using knives because neither one of them knew how to use a gun. And they wouldn't have to buy them. You know, they could just use a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. They even researched the best way to kill someone with a knife. Which they found out was stabbing and cutting the jugular. They even thought about different ways to hide the body. Uh, acid. They thought about feeding her to pigs. Um, but they decided to bury her at their favorite smoke spot in the woods behind Sheila's family's land. In, she can always be with us. Yes. In Brave, Pennsylvania. So right over the state line. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They really thought it out and they were even quiet about it. No. Nobody said anything. Nobody said shit. So... July 5th, this is how it all went down. So, Skylar had a job at Wendy's. And she actually worked there with Daniel. Um, She got off at 10 p.m. She kissed her parents goodnight and went to the bedroom. Around midnight, Sheila and Rachel either called or texted Skylar and asked if she wanted to go for a joyride. Sheila parked her car next to Skylar's apartment on Fairfield Street. Skylar placed a small bench beneath her room's window and snuck out. Skylar's last tweet was, All I do is hope. And that was only a couple hours before she stuck out. Her mom talks about the last conversation that she had with her daughter. And it was her getting out of her uniform. She was going to go take a shower. Mm -hmm. And her mom asked her, hey, do you want me to wash your uniform? And she's like, yeah, please. It smells like french fries. Because she worked at Wendy's. So... Yep, that was the last thing that she said to her daughter. So, like, normal. Yeah. And also, Sheila was the only one that had a car. Mm -hmm. The other girls didn't. So, that's one of the reasons she stayed friends with Sheila. So, she snuck out. She got in Sheila's car. She did not know that the trunk contained a shovel, fresh clothes, towels, and bleach. Yep. It's a kill kid if I've ever seen one. So they drove 40 minutes to Ed, to uh, Eddie's Run Road in Brave, Pennsylvania. They parked about a mile into the road. They all got out and chatted for a while. They went to smoke a blunt 
and they couldn't find a lighter. So Skylar was like, yeah, I got one in the car. So as soon as she turns around to go back to the car, the girls counted to three and started stabbing her in the back. Wow. Really yeah, so Skylar, when she figured out what was going on, she tried to run away, but Rachel tackled her. Skylar grabbed Rachel's knife and cut her right above the ankle. The girls overpowered her and kept stabbing her. After they were done, they stood over her and watched her die. Oh my god, that's terrifying. They said that um, that makes me not want to have friends anymore. Yeah. They said that she only said one thing over and over and over again. And it was, why? They then tried to bury her body, but the ground was too hard. So they decided to put it beside a tree, and they covered her body with branches and rocks. They undressed, cleaned off in the creek, disposed of their clothes and knives they turned off Skylar's phone and left it next to her body and they had sex before putting on their clean clothes that's gross they, they was like oh their body right there we're naked let's just get it on yep their adrenaline was running oh yeah 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 definitely <laughs> it's nuts dude like uh so, the girls got back home at dawn, and Sheila retweeted, Always keep your cool. Oh, my gosh. They don't kill somebody. Oh. I, I don't get how people can, like, kill somebody and they just act like nothing happened. Me neither. Like, that shit would drive me insane. I feel bad about, like, even hurting someone on accident. It's crazy and like there's so much that's like what are you doing what were you thinking like, like you just don't like somebody you just like go your own way and then call it a day but these these girls are just like no they because yeah because Skylar knew their secret which wasn't really a secret but right. yeah you know they didn't want her telling everybody that they were having sex with each other. Mm -hmm. well, Even if she did tell everybody, it's not like it's like they can just deny it and then, like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, There's who no cares? It's not. So, the morning of the 6th, Skylar's parents woke up and left for work early. Her dad, Dave, came back home around noon or so to have Skylar take him back to work. So that she could take the car to work later that day. So he describes this as he came home and he didn't hear anything. He was like, hey, Sky, let's, you know, let's go. And didn't hear anything. And he's like, you know, you can have the car today. Like trying to get her yeah, and he just thought that she was sleeping. Mm -hmm. So by saying that, he was like, all right, she's definitely not here. Something's going on. So he tries to open up her door. It's locked from the inside. He broke in and he found the small bench outside of her window. 
he immediately called Sheila to ask her if she's talked to Skylar. And she said that she spoke to Skylar around midnight, but hadn't seen her. Skylar's mom got home. Um, and Skylar's manager from Wendy's called to say that she didn't show up for her shift. At that point, they called the police and filed a missing persons report because Skylar was very responsible. Like, she was always at school. She was always at work. Like, never missed a day. Sheila called Skylar's parents and admitted that she did see Skylar last night. She said that she picked up Skylar around 11 and dropped her off at the end of the road before midnight. Sheila and her mom, Tara, showed up to help her look for Skylar. While they were asking neighbors if they've seen her, Skylar's mom, Mary, remembered that the apartment complex had just installed security cameras. So, Skylar is seen getting into a car around 12.31 a.m. It's really grainy. Uh, the landlord said that it looked like an SUV, mm-hmm. which Sheila drove, like, I forgot what it was, but it was a sedan. It was mm-hmm. like a silver Honda or something like that. Yeah. They never doubted Sheila's story, so they didn't rewind the tape to confirm when she picked her up. Picked her up. Yeah. When the police officers saw this tape, they saw that Skylar willingly got into the car and ensured her parents that she was just out having fun and she would be back in a couple of days. And they said that they would not issue an Amber Alert because of that. What? Because she willingly got in this car and she did not look alarmed. Like something was going on. Right. Which makes no sense because, like, this isn't a statistic, but at least 80, 85, 90% of kidnapping is someone that you know. Which, her parents knew that she did not run away. Mm -hmm. She said, her mom said, look, she left her contact lenses, her phone charger, and... Right, and not to mention the bench and the open window. That implied in itself that when she left, she had every intention of coming back. But, of course, they just didn't didn't listen to her. All day on the 6th, Rachel was boating on Cheat Lake with her mom and her mom's friend Patricia. Mm Mm-hmm. Both of them noticed Rachel had a cut on her leg. When an officer called her to tell her about Skylar's disappearance, she acted like she knew nothing. On the 7th, the very next day, she went to a two-week church camp. It was agreed that Rachel would come for a face-to-face interview when she got back. Mm Mm-hmm. And when she did, she told the exact story that Sheila told. Like, 
rehearsed. Yeah. On August 16th would have been Skylar's first day of her junior year and she didn't show up. So on August 24th, the badass mom went up to the Star City Police Department and raised hell. They said that they couldn't do anything, so she contacted the so she contacted the state police. And if they weren't already, they were on the case then. They thought that Skylar's disappearance was connected to a string of robberies in the area. One was a month before, and another was ten days after. One of the suspects' younger brothers were romantically involved with Sheila. So they thought there might have been a connection there. His name was Dylan Conaway and he was interviewed but he obviously knew nothing about Skylar's disappearance. Mm -hmm. September 3rd warrants were served to seize all of the electronic communications from Rachel and Sheila. They also reviewed the surveillance tapes and never saw Sheila pick Skylar up at 11. With further investigating with the cell phone records proved that Skylar was texting her friends when Sheila said that they were with her. So there was a tweet on November 5th. Sheila said, no one on this earth can handle me and Rachel. If you think you can, you're wrong. Before this point, Sheila looked like a mourning friend. She helped them look for her. She helped them hand out flyers. She was there every day. She even cried on Skylar's bed. Days after she murdered her. Just to get on her family's good side. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, at University High, the rumors began to spread. Let's hear them. What were the rumors? Alright. They said that maybe Skylar overdosed and the girls freaked out. Rachel and Sheila spent more and more time together and seemed unbothered by their friend's disappearance. Their social medias mentioned Skylar whenever it was convenient for them. Like, I don't know about you, but if my friend in high school went missing, I would be posting every day. I would be sharing everything. I would not stop. When rumors began to intensify, so did the taunting and harassment of Rachel and Sheila. Remember I was telling you about Daniel? Oh, yeah. So, Daniel Huvatter was a gay man. And he was Skylar's friend mm -hmm. and co-worker. He knows some drama. He was the most persistent. He would bug the fuck out of Rachel every single day, asking what happened to his friend. That's the kind of friend, 
Yeah. He said, yeah, so he would sit there and, like, every day, he's like, I know I'm pissing her off, but I don't care. She knows something. She's going to tell me. He wouldn't bother with Sheila because Sheila was cold and um, Rachel was more, had a conscience. Right. So... Sheila seemed unmoved by all this harassment, even referring to the FBI as her buds. But Rachel started to crack. Uh oh. So, while Sheila was putting herself in the middle of the investigation, Rachel was doing everything she could to stay away. Rachel never visited Skylar's parents. All of the harassment from the detectives and her feather, her fellow students began to take a toll on Rachel's mental health. To have more control over Rachel and to keep her away from Sheila and her mom, Rachel's mom decided to move her dad, Rusty, into the house. As soon as she realized what was going on, she totally freaked out. She started running around the neighborhood screaming, you're ruining my life, in typical teenage fashion, escalated into a physical altercation with her mom. And then she ran into her room and threatened to kill herself. The police were called and Rachel was taken to Chestnut Ridge, a psychiatric hospital in Morgantown. Sheila was very nervous when this happened. Um, snap. Yes. And Rachel's parents didn't know this, but Rachel had actually broadcasted everything live to Sheila via FaceTime. So during that whole commotion, yeah. she had Sheila on FaceTime. Uh-huh. Sheila tried twice to get in and see her, but the staff had been instructed to only allow family members to visit. The authorities insisted that Rachel come in for questioning as soon as she got out. Rachel was released five days later, January 3rd, and she went straight to her attorney's office where she was given a polygraph test. Only a few questions in, and Rachel said, we stabbed her. Nobody was expecting that. Oh my god! They were thoroughly, like, they expected, like, okay, she OD'd and Something we freaked out. Right. Or... Not, I murdered... Not, we murdered our best friend. Oh, she was just flipping. She was probably freaking out. Oh my god. So, she told the police everything. And when they asked her why, she said, we just didn't like her anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. It was agreed that Rachel would immediately take them to the body. Um, It was snowing, so with all the snow on the ground, she couldn't pinpoint exactly where the body was. Knowing Sheila would be anxious to talk to her friend after her arrival, the police bugged Rachel's room in hopes to catch everything on tape. Mm -hmm. 
it was very unsuccessful, but it was said that she might have, like, written something down and showed it to her, like, don't say anything. Um, at this point, she, um, Sheila went and, like, they took a selfie and was like, yeah, you know, finally got to see Rachel, my best friend. Like, glad you're doing okay. Like, how? How do you even think about anybody else but your best friend? Ugh. Oh my god. So, January 4th, warrants were served to collect every knife in the Eddie home and Sheila's car. Two weeks after that, January 16th, officers returned to the site with a canine unit and they found Skylar's body. So, if you're not keeping up, this is six months after. Both girls were homeschooled for the rest of the school year for their protection and other students. So, immediately after this, on March 13th, Sheila sent out a tweet, Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. And then, on March 30th, she tweeted, We really did go on three. What? Yeah. Remember, they counted down to stab their friend? Yeah. Yeah, she tweeted about that. Oh, my God. And then the day after, or two days after, on April 1st, she said, They say you remember the past better than it really was. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was remorse or if... She made it seem like it. I don't know. But on May 1st, 18 months after Skylar's death, Rachel surrendered herself to the police as agreed. She agreed to testify against Sheila in any trial in exchange for a second degree murder charge. May 1st, Sheila was arrested at a Cracker Barrel. At this point in time, I think that her mom was trying to get her out of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She knew this was going to happen. So, they went to Cracker Barrel. Oh, they didn't want to see her. At at their house. Exactly. So, she was arrested at the Cracker Barrel. September 17th, Sheila pled not guilty at her arraignment. She was smiling. Oh my she was acting so nonchalant. She was smiling. And, you know, it might have been like, I can't decide whether it's between, like, she just didn't know what else to do. Uh-huh. Or... She's just really fucking cold and doesn't have any remorse whatsoever. In a pre-trial hearing on October 15th, she was way more composed. Her attorney, Michael Benninger, 
made several motions, including a motion to have the venue moved out of the county and to have Rachel Schoaf's testimony suppressed because of her mental health issues, to set a bail, and to have the trial move to a later date. The judge denied most of these motions, but agreed to move the trial to January 28, 2014. January 24th was the different than her other one yeah she was she started crying as soon as she sat down she kept clinging to her lawyer for support um, most of her answers were either yes sir no sir um, in exchange for her plea agreement the prosecution agreed to a sentence of 15 years to life after the trial, Dave Neese swore that he would be at every parole hearing to make sure Sheila never walks free. Rachel's sentencing hearing was February 2nd, 2014. She cried in remorse for her friend and apologized to her family. She was sentenced to 30 years for second-degree murder, and she took her sentence stoically. She knew she did wrong, right. and unlike Sheila, mm -hmm. she was very remorseful and had thought a lot about what she did. Mm -hmm. Skylar's Aunt Carol testified and said that, quote, and I hope that you really and truly regret what you did, but it never make us feel any better yeah. and they are both currently serving their sentences at Lakin Correctional Center it's about 150 miles southwest of Morgantown like how do you do that like I don't think I would have enough strength in my arm to freaking stab somebody I don't even think I could stab somebody. I, I don't know. That's, that's just the whole thing. It's just crazy. And just like, I just, I don't like somebody. I would think it was a Like, I don't have, I don't have a, 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 they did create Skylar's Law, which allows teens that even willingly get in somebody's car to have an Amber Alert. Good. Yes. Good. So, silver lining, and it's called Skylar's Law. And nobody found it? No. Was on the property, though, right? Well, it was right outside of their property. Yeah. Like, right behind it. Because, remember, like, Sheila's mom and dad got divorced. So, it was on her dad's land. Mm -hmm. And it was right on the state line. 
So it was that too where they can't go into another jurisdiction to look. And, and for, oh. for this people who missing and like people who had like heard, heard Sheila and, and this girl ask questions about like uh, what kind of acid you need to get in your body and things like that. It didn't even click. It's insane. Like from what I heard apparently not long before they asked that question a body was found in the woods behind their school. So he thought that's why they were asking. Not really. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I guess it's just teenagers being teenagers, like, that don't even think to go to the police because they just don't think that they're being serious. Like, I just, it's, oh my god, this case is actually one of my, well, not one of my favorites, but it intrigues me the most, and it really sticks with you. Like, I've never, I've, I've been annoyed by friends, and I've gotten mad at friends, but I've never, even if they know my secrets, I yeah. like, I gotta kill him. I gotta kill him. Like, no. No, that doesn't come into your mind. No, no. Like, exactly. Like, 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 if you ever think about murdering your friend in a serious way, maybe you should get some help. Now, have I thought about it? I mean, I said stupid shit like, oh, you're Yeah, like, yeah, I... I'm not actually going to No. Well, maybe you would. <laughs> you get close, probably. I would stab him once and be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Can I just take that back? And then I'd go to jail. Like, I don't even think I could stab somebody. No. Like, that's just... There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> There's <laughs> no <laughs> way. No. Oh my god. <sighs> I couldn't even imagine how that would even feel. Like, to stab somebody. Like, what is it in all these, these murderers and serial killers? Like, what is it in them that's just, like, like, what is Like, it? that's a good solution. Let's just kill somebody. Like, what is it in them that makes them, like... I honestly think people are born that way. Yeah. You know, like... Because if you're thinking about nature versus nurture, okay, yeah, people go through fucked up shit every day and don't become serial killers. Like, people are, 
in my opinion, they're just born that way. Yeah. Now, people can be born that way and grow up in a good home and, you know, like these people did. Yeah. Like these children did. These kids were 16, 17 years old. But the I, I believe she was sweet in the first Yeah. And Rachel was just a follower. Exactly. I don't think... Rachel never, never crossed her mind that she would have a friend. Right. And Rachel, I think, was like, you know, she was already popular, but it comes to the extent like, okay, well, I'm in a relationship with this girl. Right. Like, yeah, I want to be like her, and I want to be badass, and I want to be cool, mm -hmm. and I want to be... You know, I want to show her that I can do it. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it because I could never. Yeah, but. Yeah, she's after herself. Like, murder was friends from like. Yeah. I know, man. I just, like, I don't think I have a fan base yet for that. If you would like some merch, hit me up and I will. Look, if you want Murder with Friends merch, mugs, stickers, yeah, phone cases, anything, hoodies. If y'all want anything, just let me know what you want, and I will ship it to you. Yeah, because I will make it, not myself. I will make it on Vistaprint and send it to you via mail. For some money. I, I'll try not to blow your heads off with money. But I'll, uh, I definitely got to charge you something. But if you would like merch, just hit me up on the email. Shirt. I need a shirt. I need a hoodie. I need a mug. I need a keychain. I need everything. Alright, back to killer trivia. So, Three questions. This one is multiple choice. Okay, get a little closer. Alright, so. In which state did John Wayne Gacy live when he was charged with murder? Hawaii, Illinois, or Texas? I love Illinois. Ooh, yeah! Wait a minute. Yeah! Alright, so multiple choice. Donald Scott Smith, who was swept off of a sailboat and drowned in 2000, was the bassist for which pop rock group whose hits included Loving Every Minute of It? I would never know this. So, the multiple choice is Journey, Exposed, or Loverboy. I'm going to go with Exposed. It was Loverboy. I thought it was Loverboy. No, because I was like, Loverboy. I'm not going to pronounce this right, but I'm going to try, okay? Cosmonaut. Vladimir Humorov. 
Komarov became the first person to die during a mission in what? No. Uh, Think cosmonaut. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Space bitch. Two of three, man. Yeah. (laughs) My mom, was it the last episode where she was like, Vicky got all of them, didn't she? (laughs) Fuck her. Oh my god! So into it. Yes, my mom is so competitive, you guys. She, I have a video. Look, so I have a video that I have not posted yet for some fucking reason, but it's me and my whole family playing killer trivia, Mm -hmm. and she didn't understand. She was, (laughs) she was the first one to go, and she didn't understand how to play it. So we're like, look, we're just gonna try to play it. And, you know, we'll catch on. Right. So, she's sitting there, and someone read her the question. And she's just like, she's got this pissed off look (laughs) on her face. Like, bitch, if I lose because you didn't teach me how to fucking play this game. Like, she was pissed. But she ended up getting it right. And, like, her facial expression changed. It's so she was like, oh, okay. But thank you so much for recording with me once again. And thank you even more for editing. You're going to hate your voice editing. Oh, I know. I just uh, want to edit this one. Yep. <laughs> so much for joining me today. And I just wanted to say thank you to Vicky. She has been editing this podcast, and she doesn't want any money for it. I just give her wine, so it works out. (laughs) Again, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, uh, rate, and review all of the things. It really helps people find the podcast. If you haven't by now, join the Facebook group, Murder with Friends Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Murder with Friends. Send me an email, murderwithfriends at yahoo.com. And check out the website, www.murderwithfriendspodcast.com. And remember, if you're thinking about murder, talk about it with friends. Bye, guys.